Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood Radio. We are women helping women live full and free. Join us today as we talk about self-esteem. Welcome, everybody, to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. I am your host, Don Scott Damon, and I'm really glad that you joined us today. Today is an important podcast because I believe it's an area that each and every one of us listening struggles with. So before we go into the program today, I want to greet the sisterhood. i got Shelly Beach and Wanda Sanchez with me. Good to be here. Good to be here. Um, Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. So happy to be here. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. We're just getting ready to head out to a big conference this week. So okay. We're making this a big priority. A big priority, yeah. doing this podcast right. and this radio program with thing. me. It is our favorite thing because we get to come to you and we get to talk to you listeners. And um, we hope that you're going to be a part of the sisterhood real soon. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But today I want to talk about that thing that I think each and every one of us struggle with to some degree in our life, maybe different times more than others, but our identity, our self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves. Big issue. It's a big issue, isn't it? You know, so let's get into this discussion a little bit. Um, Watching TV the other day, and I'm looking at these commercials and these ads, and I'm realizing, once again, it's not a new thought, but a reoccurring thought, that we are a culture that absolutely celebrates beauty Mm -hmm. and youth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a fortunate one to have youth, and, of course, all of us are very young Mm -hmm. sitting around here (laughs) in the studio today, um, it's it's the new 30. 50 is the, right. the new 30, right? <laughs> but um, if you're not, you know, chisel perfect and beautiful with flowing hair and mm-hmm. teeth that all match and, you know, two big, full, beautiful eyes. <laughs> I love it. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Where's she going with it? Um, you know, you don't match the standard of the day. You don't measure up. And there is so much pressure yep. for women mm-hmm. to be a certain thing, mm-hmm. to look a certain way, yep. and that that's attached to our value yep. and our worth. Absolutely. I don't know. I'll open it up for discussion. Anybody have any thoughts? Well, I have to jump in. Okay. Because I have a thought. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm so sitting here remembering and smiling at, um, because when I went into trauma treatment, um, I had spent decades every day, I spoke to myself the way I would never speak to anybody, ever. The foulest language and the worst names that anyone could ever say, I did that to myself Before every day. Before trauma treatment. Yes. yes. Every day. That's, I would, how, you that's how I addressed myself. Mm. It wasn't by my name. It was by other names. Mm, wow. Um, and then I went to trauma treatment. And I didn't mm-hmm. really, I mean, I have to say that I didn't, certainly didn't expect I've always kind of walked in, like, shame. I've been ashamed my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly. I, I couldn't put my finger on exactly why, but mm-hmm. just that I've, I've been ashamed mm-hmm. and, um, and felt like the ugliest creature on earth, blah, blah, all those lies, all the mm-hmm. lies I bought totally. Mm-hmm. And then on, on the third day of treatment, something happened. I don't really know how it shifted, you know, mm-hmm. God, 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 period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that day, I walked. I woke up, and 
for the first time in like my whole life after I got dressed, I told Shelly, I was all, I looked in the mirror, I am so cute. <laughs> and and she started laughing like that, right? I know. And, and I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I am so cute. <laughs> it was like, yes. It was like a revelation. Totally. And I'm trying to get her to really believe that I was hecka cute. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I'm saying. And every time, I, I told everybody that day, do mm-hmm. I look cute or what? <laughs> I couldn't believe I was doing that. that way ever since. Ever since. <laughs> yeah. So I totally, I mean. And that's a wonderful thing. I mean, I just want to applaud and celebrate because that, somebody might think, oh, you have a big head. No. Do you know how much no. humility it takes to say that? Agreeing with God. Yeah. Finally aligning your speech with what God says about you, yeah. which is one of our keys that we're going to talk about today. But that was a breakthrough moment for it you. Huge. Huge. And there was healing that came. And every time you said that, you heard yourself saying that. I bet that went through all the way to the deep roots of your system, to every part of you, getting that yeah. understanding. It was amazing. And it's she still amazing. She didn't just whisper it. She oh, said no. it was such confidence. She said it was such an attitude. <laughs> it was such a, it was, there was such a joy mm-hmm. in that, yeah. to see that. There was freedom. There was freedom. I mean, it was just, yes. It was freedom. It was amazing. Yes. And you know, for the listener right now, I look very cute. <laughs> she looks so cute. <laughs> you can't believe how cute she is. And and I think that just write this down right now. In fact, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a crayon or some lipstick or a, a mirror marker, and I want you to write on your mirror, "Good morning, you good-looking thing." <laughs> I love it. So every morning when you get up, you see that because that's one of the first things of possessing our land, our promised yes. land from God. That says, you know what? I'm going to take back. I don't care what the world says about right. me. The world doesn't get to label me they didn't create me they don't own me they don't know me they don't love me god's my creator god's my father my heavenly father my creator he's the owner of all he's my lord and savior he gets to define me that's right and he says i'm beautiful and i'm worthy and i'm lovable and forgivable and I always tell Shelly, I may possibly be illegal now. I'm so cute. <laughs> I would definitely say that. Amen. Amen. So that's kind of some of the things that you, for me, you talk about that shame. I felt that shame also. And I knew where my shame came from um, as being abused as a little girl in my home. But I didn't understand shame. I did not know that that was a classic symptom mm-hmm. or residue or a consequence of abuse. And so what that looked like for me is that I would look at other people and this thought would come to me very natural and subconscious and I, I didn't even want that thought, but it would be, so that's what it's like to be pure. I'd look at the other girl over there, mm-hmm. that's what it's like to be loved or that's what it's like mm-hmm. to be good mm-hmm. or valuable. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's what it's like to be successful. And I always disqualified myself. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could be a, a spectator. A thank spectator. you. I could be a spectator in life, but I couldn't be a player. I, these good things weren't for me. I was disqualified because you were ruined. I was ruined. Mm-hmm. I was flawed. And that was the shame. So that, that was the piece for me, you know, just feeling. And, and I, would, I, I didn't look in the mirror and think that I was horrifically unfortunate you know I didn't I knew that I wasn't unattractive but I felt unattractive on the inside right 
You know, I felt ruined on the inside. So for me to be able to look in the mirror and say, you are beautiful on the inside and the outside was a breakthrough awesome. and a revelation that. for me. What about you, Shelly? Um, Shelly's just a hot mess. She's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I felt unlovable. I just felt unlovable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up, it's been in the last probably five years that I realized that my father um, has Asperger's. Oh. And so um, kind, of, kind of the family kind of came to that conclusion. So there was an emotional disconnect from my father. Uh, that and his, um, he was very, very harsh with his words. Mm-hmm. And I just felt this great, uh, like he, he pushed me away. Mm-hmm. And it was because I wasn't, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't uh, enough. Just mm-hmm. there's just there, I couldn't do enough, mm-hmm. and that became for me my my measure was that if I could just do enough for my dad, if I could do the right things, say the right things, uh, perform well enough for him that maybe I could get the approval that I needed. And I grew up in a home where um, you know rules and um, Good heavens, my mother wouldn't let me shave my legs. It was a very <laughs> wow. embarrassing thing. It's a good thing I'm Swedish. They were very, pa- be very pale and very blonde. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was that right? pale blonde girl, you know, mm-hmm. and I struggled with my weight. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I believed that I was all those things that my father would say to me, right. all those negative, mm-hmm. harsh words that he would well, say mm-hmm. to me and that got rained down on me. So um, it was just a desire to be like... Uh, fill in the blank, other mm-hmm. friends, other relatives, other people. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just thought, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm smart. Mm-hmm. You know, as a straight-A student, and that became my identity and my salvation was to perform and get good grades and get approval by doing the good things that Christian girls do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that became, um, that became a trap for me. Mm-hmm. And so many of us will find some kind of identity if we, if, if, like I said earlier, if you're fortunate enough to be one of these girls that was just beautiful and thin and all that, your identity can be in your looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel sorry for you when you begin to age oh, yeah. because that is a fleeting thing and it's right. going to, it's going to pass. Yep. And if your identity is in your career that or your me. job, yeah. what you do, and you're a radio producer and, you know, you're, Shelly, you're, well, you're both authors, we're all three authors, but, you're very gifted in the English language and, and your whole, everything that you do. You are a very smart lady. But if, if our identity is based on what we do instead of not even who we are, but whose we are. Right. Yeah, that's good. That our identity is a result of the cross of Jesus Christ and that we are who we are because of God's work in our life and who he created us to be. Uh, but when those things, when those props get fall, uh, pulled out from underneath of yes. us, wow, we're going to be in exactly. trouble. Yep. Well, I was just, um, I can't remember if I was working on something I was writing this morning or whatever, but I, like, Tim Hansel wrote a book a while ago called When I Relax, I Feel Guilty. Mm. And I've you know, expressed to Wanda that if you, if you took away my to-do list and put me in a room by myself, I didn't know who I was. Because mm-hmm. it was all about performance and mm-hmm. doing and, and doing the next thing. Because if you sat down, you couldn't check off your list. If I sat down, I couldn't check off my list and my 
dad, I could hear my dad yelling at me in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't sit down, you don't stop moving, you keep you keep going and you keep running. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that was my trap. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a very well-respected position in the church. You know, I was ministering and then and had been married for 28 years. And then all of a sudden, I was this abandoned wife as as husband left me. And there I was and needed to just resign my position and, and step out of that. And here I went from being a, a mom with kids and a full career and a pastor in the church and a married woman to all of a sudden hurled into mm. a place where my children had moved out. I mean, within a few months, they were all going off to college and moving away. The husband was gone, no job, and there I was. Oh, wow. And I, it literally everything was pulled out from underneath me, and, and I struggled, like, who am I? What do I do with myself? What? And is God enough? Is just saying that I'm a daughter of the king, is that enough? Well, I'm, I'm thankful to say that, you know, the Lord got me through that season, and I discovered that, you know what, God is enough, and he's more than enough. But I really had to walk myself through that. When we come back, we're going to take a look at seven different ways that we can begin to solidify our image, our self-esteem in who Christ says we are. And so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. I hope you're enjoying the Freedom Girl Sisterhood Radio. For more information about us, go to freedomgirlsisterhood.com. Or for more information about Dawn, go to dawnjones.org. We are women helping women live free and full. We're glad you're part of the sisterhood. And now we resume our show as we're talking today about self-esteem. Well, the first thing that we have to do to renew our mind and the way we think about ourselves, obviously, is get in God's Word. That's where the truth right? is. Right? Yeah, that, but Dawn, That's Dawn. where the truth is. But Dawn, Dawn. Yes. But, but, what if I just think that I don't have to do that because it just becomes like a routine and boring? Do I have to do it anyway? <laughs> yes, I think the answer to that is yes, you do. Um, but if it's routine and boring, you're not reading the right chapters. <laughs> no, it's 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 got to become part of our daily life and habit, right? Absolutely. Well, how many of us go every day without eating natural food? Exactly. Right. You know, is eating natural food routine and boring? No, it's life-giving. It's sustaining. It nourishes me. And after I'm done, it, it makes me strong and alert. And God's word is spiritual food. And we yeah. have to have it every day. That's right. And, you know, I, it, it never fails excuse me, sometimes I come to God's word and think, you know, you know, God, you know, like bless me with some supernatural promise or something. (laughs) Um, That's not really what it's about. It's about God meeting me there and showing me something about myself that I need, that I need to learn and showing me something about who he is. Absolutely. We used to say you need to read the word of God until the word of God reads you. And, you know, when you start hearing the Holy Spirit speaking to you and these words begin to lift up, so to speak, off of the pages and find their resting place Mm -hmm. in your heart Mm -hmm. and in your mind, or you just have those aha moments as you're reading and you think, wow, and you just pause, Mm -hmm. that is when the written word, the logos, becomes the rhema the living word, mm-hmm. and it gets Good. inside of you. I, I think of it like Alka-Seltzer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You remember the commercial plot, plot, this is, oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> that was really good. We ought to take it on the road. <laughs> but, you know, the word of God is like that Alka-Seltzer, until it goes inside yeah. of you, it just sits there. But mm-hmm. once it gets in your spirit, it becomes alive and effervescent, and it yeah. changes you and heals you. And our our basis for a, a biblical understanding of who we are, that sounds so formal, but our identity has to find its roots in the Word of God. What does God say about you? I mean, let's just go around the circle and say, what, what would be one scripture of something that God, God says about you? Oh, a scripture? Yeah, or a, a, a biblical concept. He says we're forgiven. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about feeling ashamed of my past. It is forgiven, mm-hmm. and I'm clean. Yes. My, me, go ahead. Well, he's, to me, one thing that's so important is that I'm approved. And I work so hard for my father's approval on my life. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to work for that. Mm-hmm. I am approved mm-hmm. and, um, and, and accepted. I'm unequivocally accepted. I don't have to work for that. Unconditionally accepted. How about you? Um, I'm not abandoned. Mm-hmm. And I'm not alone. Yes. That Those are part of the mm-hmm. weapons that, that, you know, that are tried to be um, used against me. And mm-hmm. I, I know that's not true. Yeah. No matter what it feels like. Absolutely. Or looks like or smells like. <laughs> and you know, the thing is that the Lord says, I'll never leave you. I'll never abandon you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never release my grip on you. As the Amplified Version says, assuredly not. I will not. I will not. I Love will that. not. In Hebrews thirteen five, God's spending time with us. And he, guess what that means? This is one that set me free. Not only does God love you, he likes you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm cute. He likes you. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you aren't cute, he likes you. He likes my yeah. personality. He likes you. He gets you. He understands he you. He likes to hang out with you. He spends time with you. He never leaves you or mm-hmm. forsakes you. Yeah. Someone once said, well, yeah, God loves everybody, but he doesn't like me. No, yeah, he likes you. So we got to get in the word of God, read that word, Meditate on that word, believe that word, accept it for us, and that it actually is the uh, the second thing that we say. Don't just read it, but meditate on it. Yep. What does it mean to meditate on the word? For me, when I I do devotions, I usually have a scripture or just a word that I what not all six day. chapters <laughs> that all day long I'll just keep I'll keep looking at it and I ponder it. I just ponder it all day, so mm-hmm. um, that's how I do it. You write it down, mm-hmm. put, yes. you know, tape that postcard yep. on your mirror yep. or on your I look refrigerator. At the word. Yeah, I just look at it throughout the day. It's such a great point because, as I was saying, a little tongue-in-cheek, but so many people, you know, they're reading the Bible through in a year, and that's great, but it's how many chapters can I conquer? Yeah, I've done that. You know, yeah. and I've got to read X amount, and then I get to check off my little box, and does tr- true transformation is through the renewing or the washing, yeah. the purifying of your mind, and that comes by not just trying to take mm-hmm. out the negative, mm-hmm but by putting in what should be there. And so it's meditating, chewing on that, getting that. In fact, we'll make an analogy with spiritual food and physical food, but, you know, when you're eating a meal, you're supposed to chew that. How many times do they say you have to chew before you swallow real food? 30 like, times or something. I think it's yeah. even more than that. It probably it's is like more. 70 times you're supposed to <laughs> chew this because in chewing it, you're breaking it down. You're releasing the enzymes in the food that help you digest, help you get it in. 
So we are supposed to chew on God's word like over and over and over again mm-hmm. so that it really does break down inside of us yes. and build us. Yep. And we That's get good. the benefit from it. Yeah. So if you're struggling with your identity, first of all, your source, your go-to, your very first thing to do is open up God's word mm-hmm. and begin to read it, mm-hmm. highlight it, find those passages that speak to you and who you are and your identity, and then begin to meditate on them, believe them, hide it in your heart, rehearse it in your mind, say it over and over again. And then this is a big one, okay? Number three, you need to change your speech. This is an interesting topic. I had to write an entire book about it. (laughs) That's true. Do tell. What's the name of your book? Well, it's interesting. uh, The Silent Seduction of Mm Self-Talk, Conforming Deadly Thought Patterns to the Word of God. And it's interesting that it was really impossible for me to do this without reading and meditating on the Word of God because... I had to let the Mm -hmm. Word of God conform me before I could change my speech. But I found that we can think two conflicting things at the same time. We can think that we're loving God and loving people, and then we can totally rip people off. Mm -hmm. And until my speech changes, whether it's speech about myself, Mm -hmm. myself talk about myself, or myself talk about you, I can believe that I'm loving God and loving people, and then I can go and verbally totally rip off a coach at a basketball game by screaming my guts out at him because Mm -hmm. I don't think he's given my son or my daughter enough Mm playtime, or that person who's beside me, I won't demonstrate, but I often do. The way that I talk to people when I'm driving down the road, our speech changes. Uh Uh-oh, now you've gone to meddling. (laughs) (laughs) Driving down the road. (laughs) Stay away from that one. I I tend to call people idiots when they can't hear me, and they're in the car next to me, which um, I can't defend biblically. Um, Well, in the Greek, it is idiotes. So I, if I speak in the Greek, then it's biblical. It feels biblical. Oh my goodness! But yeah. But you know, especially I found in my relationship with my husband, I I ripped him off by the way I spoke to him mm-hmm. for years, and mm-hmm. as God changed my heart and my thinking and began to conform my thinking to the Word of God, the way that I interacted with my husband and my children and other people changed and the way that I talked to um, telemarketers on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Well, you're speaking scripture out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when you went in and did the work inside your heart, then your mm-hmm. speech changed too. What about the opposite? Isn't it also powerful to, by will, an act of our choice, change our speech and allow our feelings to catch up? Because, Wanda, you said that you never even called yourself by your own name. No. You're... you're speech was so negative about yourself that you'd look in the mirror and you just trash talk yourself and you had to begin to switch the way you spoke about yourself. Oh my goodness. It's so funny because actually I, I know that I had to do that, but I don't remember. It happened so fast mm. that there's no possible way that I had much to do with it, mm-hmm. except I was willing. Yeah. I was totally willing. I was there. I was like, whatever, mm-hmm. just do it already. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when it, when it took place, it was, it was, you know, it was, oh, my gosh, and cute. It was totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, I still struggle with those yeah. things. I still have to remind myself who I am mm-hmm. every day, a lot of yeah. times during the day sometimes. Yeah. Um, but but it, it works. Yeah. It works. And the, it, it's not talking about 
just fixing it a little, a little remodel. It's talking transforming your mind. Right, and absolutely, and it's not lying because the truth of God's word, we're bringing ourselves into an alignment. So when I am feeling absolutely frazzled and stressed out and feel like I can't do this, I'm ready to quit, I can't do this, I don't want that coming out of my mouth. Let the weak say, I am strong. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm, I, I, I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate. No, that's not what God's word says. So even though the feeling might be that I'm not enough, the words of my mouth have to align with God's word. And then I'll see transformation in, you know what? You're right. You, you maybe weren't enough. But through Christ, mm-hmm. you could do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have to change the way that we speak. And and right now, going through, you know, we talked about aging and different things. You look in the mirror and you think, oh, my goodness, where did that wrinkle come from? How did that happen? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I must have had a rough night. I don't remember having a rough night, but I look like it. Instead of right away wanting to criticize myself, oops, nope, stop it, you know, change the way that I'm talking. Another thing we need to consider is that uh, it's perfectly okay to accept our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be uh, good at everything, and we're going to have shortcomings. And, uh, you know, there are going to be days when uh, we don't measure up to our own standards, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So um, I might be a really good writer, but I'm really bad at technology, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not the best musician in this little group here. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I don't have to... Uh, I don't have to strive for certain things. Yes. It's okay for me not to have to uh, to be the best at everything, even mm-hmm. though that was the message that I grew up with, that mm-hmm. I needed to be the best at everything. You know, it's okay to uh, to not have to compete, first of all, yes. not have to be a competitor, and just to say, to say um, you know, here's what I'm average at, and uh, an average is okay, mm-hmm. and uh, here's what I struggle with, and I'm still in the battle here, and just accept the fact that uh, we have weaknesses and uh, and we're still in the battle. I think that's really good because there's so much freedom in just having that release to say, I can clearly say I'm not good at this, and that doesn't make me less than. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. We think of Moses in the Bible in the Old Testament. He said to God, but God, choose someone else. Choose someone else. <laughs> I'm not good at this. <laughs> and I, I can't speak. And God didn't say to him, oh, Moses, yes, you are. You're good at that. God said, sure. yeah, you know, you're not. But I'm going to be with you, and you're still the one I want to use. And here's the interesting thing. God sometimes good. chooses to use the gifts where we are mediocre. Oh. And we have to be able to say, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to give that and offer that and be still confident that yeah, what I bring boy. to the table is going to be okay. Wow. That is a place where we have to struggle to be transparent and honest and and willing to offer something because I tend to only want to show up and show you my best side. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> wow. Right? Well, that's so insightful. That's, that's deep. Yeah, yeah. I want to show up when I can show off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only when I look good. But yeah. only when I look good. Otherwise, ask somebody. It's not my gift. It's yeah. not what I'm good at. Yep. Uh, God may say, you know what? That's exactly why I want you to be part of it. Yeah, it's so mean. No, <laughs> because I, you know, I mean, I'm famous for not wanting to be famous mm-hmm. and not wanting to be. I, I never wanted to be the one up oh, front fine. talking and that. So of course, God's like, well. Yeah. We're just gonna put you up front of everything you do, your job, your, your right. life. Exactly. You know, and then and then what happens is I am completely unable 
and feel completely lost, mm-hmm. the good thing happens. He always comes through. God always And does. it always turns out fabulous because mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And um, he did. And he did. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been great. I hope you've enjoyed it today. It's hard to believe we've already been talking well over 30 minutes. And um, we're so glad that you joined us. I hope that you will tune in again next week when I'm back in the house with the sisterhood. Hey, hey. God bless you. We'll see you next time.